welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. I'm your host, Crystal, and today I'm alone. I am running the show solo, which makes me a little sad. Bethany had to go home to Florida to be with her family for a bit. Um, We don't really have a timeline for her return quite yet, um, but just know that she'll be back as soon as she is ready. Please send out love to her, her family. Um, They're just, it's just a very difficult time for them. And, you know, sometimes you just have to be with your family. And um, that's where her and her husband and her kids are. They went back to Florida. So just send out any love, prayers, good vibes to them. I am going to be recording in my home. Um, So if it's a little noisy, please forgive me. I'm trying to record at night so that there's less noise, but I still live on a pretty busy street. So if you hear cars going by, that is what it is. But right now I've tried to soundproof my room as much as possible. I am in a pretty hilarious looking recording setup right now, but hopefully every little bit helps take care of that noise a little bit for you in the background but in the meantime my husband has been begging me to let him co-host an episode now that he knows I'm going to be doing this by myself for a little bit so who knows that will probably happen at one time at some point in time be prepared for some sports themed stories my husband's a huge sports guy he's into the whole twitch streaming um little scene so Um, It's not a little scene, it's a huge scene, but he's into that whole thing, so when I jokingly said something about him doing an episode, he immediately went to sports, and he has been talking about it nonstop, so be prepared for that. Um, That also means that we most likely will be suspending this month's Twitch stream. I really hate to do it, but it just won't be the same without Bethany. Um, I don't want to pressure her into coming back until she's ready so it's just gonna be little old me and doing a twitch stream in the midst of these um, episodes for this month it's just a lot I've been working 50 hour weeks and then add in doing research and taking care of my family Um, it's just a lot Um, and I want to make sure that Bayou Chronicles grows while Beth is away and it's something that she's proud of that she's proud of that she left left me to do it by myself Um, In fact, this episode was not planned, um, and it isn't on the schedule. Um, She doesn't even really know about it because we were supposed to take Mother's Day off. But I just wanted to jump on here and do a quick little episode and kind of take the time to celebrate any moms in um, my life particularly on this really special day that this episode is coming out, which is Mother's Day. Um, my mom isn't here anymore and she isn't with us anymore so uh, that's hard for me on this day but I am really lucky to be surrounded by so freaking amazing women my nana who I love and adore and I couldn't ask for a better grandmother ever Um, my mother-in-law who I really freaking lucked out with um, shout out to Deb. You're the best mother-in-law I could have ever been handed. Um, all of my mom friends who let me love on their babies as if they were all my own. Um, Bethany, I'm talking to you too right now. Like, your kids are the best. 
I know you sometimes get annoyed with them, but they're the best, in my, in my opinion. I love your boys. Um, and all of my friends' moms who have adopted me as their own, Bethany, your mom, Danielle, I know you're listening too. Thank you for loving me like I'm your own. And Nikki, your mom, like all of you guys, I couldn't, I couldn't do it without all of my little surrogate moms that I have. I can't forget all of my moms who are pet parents. You guys are amazing. Stephanie, you let me um, love on Stella because Athena is Athena and won't let me love on her. So, you know, I got to have my kitty lovings some way. Um, but yeah, so I love all of you guys. I love all of my moms. You guys are amazing and you make the world go round. And I hope that you have an amazing day. Well, let's move on to the real reason that you tuned in today, the story. In honor of Mother's Day, I wanted to tell the story about a mother who literally gave her life for her child. Today, I am going to tell you about the selfless act of love committed by Brittany Cormier. Brittany Cormier was your typical Cajun mama. She lived in a small Louisiana town called Montague, which is in south of New Orleans, it's pretty much the definition of down in the bayou. Montague was or has about 2,000 people and as someone from the northern part of the state of Louisiana, I will admit that it is a completely different part of the state that I was raised in. Like, it's a different Louisiana people. Some people get salty and say that north of Alexandria isn't even Louisiana, but that really kind of just hurts my North Louisiana heart. It's not our fault that we aren't as cool as you guys. Trust me, we really want to be. This part of Louisiana is right, like, off the, it, like, it lives, like, right in the bayou. It's right where the bay, kind of into the Gulf of Mexico. It is where you are going to find Every stereotype that people think of when they think of Louisiana, this is what you're thinking of. You're not thinking of North Louisiana where I live. Trust me. Brittany and her husband, Martin, lived with their kids in this small town. Brittany had two sons and a daughter, and Martin had a son and two daughters. And if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that we do not really mention the names of minors or children unless it is relevant to the case. It's just something that we don't do. And in this particular situation, it is relevant to the case, and I still don't feel comfortable sharing it. Um, just because mm, I, don't, I don't like it. <laughs> Let's say that. Brittany's close friend Samantha said that she would have done anything for her kids and that they were her whole world and that she never thought Brittany would have to go to the extremes that she did when she, you know, felt that she would not do anything for her children. In March of 2020, that's right, this is a really recent case, in March of 2020, her teenage daughter came to her and told her that her Uncle Bo had raped her. I cannot imagine how this would feel as a mom. I'm not a mom, but I cannot imagine what it would feel like for my daughter to come to me and tell me that this is what happened. Shocked and angry, 
that her brother would ever do something like this to her own niece, Brittany immediately reported him to the police. Beau Cormier was uh, already a registered sex offender um, from something that happened back in 2004, and he was promptly arrested by the Lafayette Parish Sheriff's Office. He was eventually released on bail as the case waited to go to trial with Brittany's daughter slated to testify against him. In November of 2020, Beau Cormier hired two friends, Andrew Eskine and Dalvin Wilson, to murder his niece before she had a chance to testify against him. Obviously, he is the brother and uncle of the year, if that is how far he is willing to go in order to keep his victim quiet. Please note the sarcasm in that. Andrew and Dalvin attempted to case the home and carry out the murder, but fell through. In essence, I wasn't exactly able to find out the exact reason why this original plan fell through, but from a press conference that I saw with the sheriff's office, it was implied that someone saw their car as they were staking out the place, and they took note of the license plate, and basically it kind of freaked them out. But they were still intent on carrying out the murder. After all, they had already been paid for it. And the two men stayed low, but they just, they keep planning on coming back and waiting for the right time. On January 13th of 2021, so really and truly just a few months ago, Andrew was out of town, but made sure to provide a car for Dalvin that he would be able to use to drive to Brittany's house as a sort of a getaway car. And from where Andrew, Dalvin, and Bo lived, it was about an hour um, over to Brittany's house. Dalvin walked up to the home where Brittany and her friend and neighbor, Hope Nettleton, Brittany's daughter, and stepdaughter, and at least one other person not named by the police were in the home. While police have not released all the details, something told Brittany to have her daughter and her stepdaughter hide in the closet. I don't know if it was mother's intuition or if she saw Dalvin at the door and she knew that something was going to happen. Like I said, I don't know all the details since this is such a new case Police have not released tons and tons of information about this case. Most of what I could find is from from news articles um, or the actual conferences and a couple of things that I was able to piece together on social media. Either way, the girls hid in the closet while Brittany opened the door. Dalvin asked for Brittany's daughter by name, to which Brittany replied that she was her daughter. Dalvin immediately opened fire and killed Brittany. In the struggle, Hope was also killed trying to fight off Dalvin. In that moment, Brittany accepted her fate that was intended for her daughter. I would consider this the most selfless act that a mother could do for their child. All the time, people say that they would die for you, but would you actually? If it came down to it and you knew that your life would be taken if it meant that your child would live, would you? Would you Would you die for that? I think that's hard for me to comprehend because I'm not a mom, but I cannot imagine the type 
of love that it takes. Like I physically cannot fathom it. It is so powerful for me to think about because all I can think about is that when she opened that door and she just had an inkling that something would happen, when he asked for her daughter by name, she didn't second guess. She said, that's me. She knew in that moment what her fate would be. And that makes her an incredible person in my eyes. Police initially had no idea who was behind this cruel double murder. As the family came together to remember their bright, shining star of a mom, they focused on the good and tried to honor her memory. From pictures, it seems like she was a huge Saints fan who left behind a big family and so many loved ones. During the shooting, a neighbor saw a vehicle and had surveillance images of the car. Once the police were able to process the information, they were actually able to connect the car to Andrew. Shortly after, the sheriff's office was able to bring in Andrew and Dalvin into custody and interrogate them about the double murder. It would not be long before they squealed and confessed to their involvement in the murder. They were also quick to point the blame on their friend Beau Cormier, after officers picked up Bo, they were quickly able to get him to confess as well. This means that just a few weeks after her death, police were able to bring all three men in and get a confession. Talk about good police work. Each man is currently facing first-degree murder charges, which carry life imprisonment or death sentences in Louisiana. While I could not find anything about a trial, I know these things take time, and so it is probably just one piece of a very slow-moving system. Brittany was so obviously a beautiful and amazing mother. That much is obvious just from the pictures that I have seen. I know that as much as her children must miss their mother, that they also must feel a sense of pride surrounding her. Brittany was brave, and not just the normal type of brave. She is the literal die-for-you kind of brave that you only read about in books or see on TV. If you are her family and you happen to be listening, I am so sorry that your precious mom is no longer here for you. I know that this Mother's Day is incredibly hard. Unfortunately, Mother's Days without your mom never get easier. I hope y'all celebrated Brittany today and made today a celebration above her life. I have never had the pleasure of meeting your mom, but there is no doubt in my mind that she was a spectacular woman, and I have no doubt that y'all will keep her memory alive for years to come with so many stories. If y'all have made it this far, I would like you to consider donating to the GoFundMe account for the family. The link is in the show notes, and unless you've experienced it, you likely underestimate how costly it is when someone passes away. There are so many bills, bills you've never dreamed about, bills that you've never heard of, bills that you don't even know where they came from, that all pile up after the death of someone, and grief just makes it so much harder to handle. So even if you have a little bit, I really ask you to just... Even if it's $5, send it their way. I promise even if it's $10, that's enough to buy a meal. And sometimes that's all someone needs. 
To all my mothers out there listening, thank you. Thank you for loving your babies. Thank you for raising good humans and for showing them love. Thank you for being willing to die for them. I hope you were showered with love on this day. And if you aren't a mom, but your mom is no longer here or you aren't close with her, I love you if you haven't heard that today. You're allowed to feel all the feelings that you're feeling today. If you have babies in heaven or if you're trying to be a mom and it's taking longer than than you thought it would, I love you too. I know today is hard and I hope you have someone that you can lean on. If you're out there and you're someone who has a mom, take a second to tell her that you love her. I promise you it'll mean a lot to her. Thank you guys for tuning in. I told you it was going to be a quick one. I just wanted to come on here, tell you about an incredible woman, and tell all the mothers in my life how much they mean to me. Until next time, I wish each and every one of you a great day and a happy Mother's Day. Bye, you guys.